episode 22, the MOT podcast. Uh. We're in the motherfucking building. I go by the name of Bless. Right. Let me know to the left. Today, I got the homie live and direct from the T.O. Once referred to as the Kid Famous. Yeah. Perhaps now he's just famous. Yeah, just famous. Please welcome Famous. Famous was popping, Bless. Welcome, it's brother. Popping. Welcome. What's, what's good? Thank you for joining us, my brother. Yeah, no problem. It's crazy to hear like straight from Toronto because it's like, I haven't been in Toronto for probably six years. Well, that's why and you're here. And then like to shock people like, where you been? Well, I've been <laughs> in Taiwan. And then they think, Thailand? How's it out there? You know? And it's like, Taiwan. <laughs> and Taiwan is a whole other world. It's like this little island south of Asia, you know? And I've been there six years. How did you go from being... Um, you know, to, 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 you know, to my knowledge, you were always one of the main cats in the Toronto hip hop yeah. scene doing his thing with, of course, guys like JD era yeah. and, uh, Thomas, you know, and, and yeah, and, and, and boy kids. wonder and rich kid. Boy and, you know, I, I, I feel like we all came up in the same kind of era we Bishop. Did. And, uh, I always knew you as being one of those names that would always pop up. And yeah. we met many times over the years. Uh, how did you transition and end up in Taiwan? Man, I did a show. My man, Dio, everybody shout out to Dio. Incognito. Uh, no, D.O. Oh, D.O. D.O. Bobcat. Yeah, so D.O. put me on to this Asia game. He was doing like these tours, doing like these festivals through the grants and what, what so have you, right? And um, he was doing a show. He was like, yo, fame, I'm doing a show in Singapore, Hong Kong, and uh, Taiwan. And I want you to just come along and like take it in, feel out the vibe. One, one of his homies mm -hmm. from, uh, I think it was Sarnia, like from years ago, mm -hmm. ended up out there. So he already was situated, nice. working things out. So Dio was able to get these shows out there through him, right? So I said, all right, yo, I'm down. Went down for the show, did the three shows, and I was in Taiwan. And I did, um, I did an MC thing. I, at, at that point, I was just rapping in English, mm -hmm. right? So I did a show out in a place called Brickyard in Kaohsiung. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love the vibe. Like, the vibe was really cool. They're very into underground hip hop. They're very they don't into know any hip hop. Like, anything North American. Yeah, they just West, crave. I'm, you know, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop like, would be there. Basically, Quebec in 2001. That was the extent <laughs> right? of, of and, the commercial right? hip hop scene. Yeah. And like, so I did a show out there and I didn't want to come back. So the booking agent worked with the club. Mm -hmm. I got a one-year permit to stay out there for a year. Post nights and shit. Yeah. So, you know, I did like performances mm -hmm. for this club mm -hmm. and um, I was doing MC for them. And then I was like, when I said MC, I'm like, I can't MC for these DJs. I didn't think they were representing hip hop right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I bought me a little controller, one little Christmas, spent my time just practicing. You're at and my then, house boom, doing it. I was you, like, you yo, got on your will, I am. Exactly. Babe, I'm like, you're yo, at my I'm, house. I'm the DJ now. So it went from one year to two years. I didn't, like, the winter is the biggest thing for me. Like, I tell anybody right now, if you ever experience a full year without winter and you see what your life's life like. life changing, yeah. Oh, it's life changing, right? And for me, I was more about life. I wasn't like, the music was good to me, but like, we came at a time where, yo, if you were an MC, you actually watched being an MC being dope to like being an MC meaning nothing. Mm. Like the words you're saying mean nothing. Mm -hmm. And that shit fucking hits as an artist mm. when like you put so much into like your words and then it means nothing. Like nobody's mm. even listening to the triple entendres or nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was out there, I was just like living, yeah. you know, and like they they don't really they don't really understand anything I was saying, but they they connected with the music, mm. you know, and the sound and the vibe and the, the show I was putting out and the performance, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I've been there ever since, man. I got a radio show out there. I hustled a radio show. Mm-hmm. Fuck, bro. Like, that shit's crazy for me. Going down there as a rapper and yeah. then hustling a radio show on Taiwan's number one English radio station. That's dope. Called The Party. I called it The Party with The Party King Famous. So I took The, part, I took the Kid Famous to The King Famous, but at The Party King. Dope. So that was like my hashtag, like gimmick per uh-huh, se uh-huh. you know black guy with the muscles who comes <laughs> he has the energy you know and he's the party kid and he's known to party and everybody loves him that's it and that's the shit and i branded that and i've been there ever since man bringing that to vibe to taiwan from yeah, to taiwan from to yeah, taiwan yeah. so you used to be a uh, lemmy was telling me off camera used to be on flow back in the day yeah as man well. i worked for six years that was like my end like i wasn't even famous when i started there and then i started with the 60 seconds of fame on ota live mm-hmm. right and then i got a little name through that and then the music was being played on, you know, the station was showing love. And I went from intern. It was crazy the way it worked because my man Rez, when I first started, I was an intern for Rez. Mm-hmm. And then Rez got the OTA live on air position and the street team position opened up. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my in. And that took like three years. This is when Flows first started, yeah, started getting going. Exactly. Early. Right. So like three years, I wasn't, I wasn't making no money. I was just the intern. And then boom, I stuck in there. I got the street team position. Then, you know, I created my own position of uh, street team coordinator. So then I was on the streets. That's the sh- that was my shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the streets connecting with the communities, mm-hmm. the leaders, all that stuff. But I'm still the artist. Mm. So, you know, everything was working it's out. Great way co- to make contacts. Right? Every, anybody would come through the city. You'd get to. Right. Up you know, them. and then that's when I said, OK, yo, let me do this rap thing. Because for me, I always knew I could rap. It was just the whole business behind it. Plus, when I first moved down there, was on an internship at Universal Music in Toronto. Yeah, of course. So I went to Trebis Institute Ivan. in Montreal, right? Trebis Institute in Montreal, Jane McGarrigal, this Jewish lady who just loved me. We connected so good. She said, I know Randy Lennox, the president. I don't know if he's still president. Randy Lennox, of course. He's so. still president? Uh, I, I mean, he's still, uh, I don't know if he's, is Randy still he at Universal? He sends a proxy. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah. So she, she put my resume on his desk on the Thursday. I got the call on the Friday. I moved out. I started on the Monday. My parents, my family were on vacation. So are you originally from here? Yeah, I'm originally from Montreal. I remember you mentioning that to me at the Stylus Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Texas. Texas is from LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, till maybe like eight. And then I moved over to uh, the West Island. Uh-huh. Spent, you know, my college years and high school years in the West Island. And then came down to Toronto. And, and Toronto, like, man... I felt like at home when I landed. Like a lot of people would be like, "Yo, fame, you know." Oh, let me know his mom is the number one person. Like, let me know his mom whenever I say, "Yo, I'm back in my city, Toronto." She'll be the first one to say, "You know, your mom is in Montreal." You're <laughs> in Montreal. Like, she'll be the first one. And it's like this thing True. where it's like I separate Ashton from famous. Mm-hmm. Like Toronto made famous mm-hmm. single handedly. Mm-hmm. The minds, the man, the everything mm-hmm. made famous. Ashton is wherever. My, my 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 blood is my Your family roots. my my mom mm-hmm. wherever home is is wherever my mom is mm-hmm. you know that's how I see it so it's like I separate the two but by no means am I taking anything away from Toronto Toronto made famous mm-hmm. I am so appreciative Toronto it's my favorite city in the entire world everywhere I'll go I'll rep Toronto because I think it represents me you fame, know fame I have a question though yeah you were there right before it popped off. Right before that, Toronto like, popped off. yeah, that heat I wave. I was there. B, I think Toronto <laughs> at that time was the greatest thing. Like the right. Stylus Awards, 
Like th- there was so much going on. It, it's crazy because you think at that time the city. Give, give the, a year. Give a year. Oh man, it was two thousand four. Like, okay, city. Um, city is mine came out like <laughs> just the whole vibe of how things went. Hearing the beat, then hearing about this boy Wonder guy, and then boy yeah. Wonder making beats for people, and like then T minus, and then. And then Cardi had his thing with Akon, right? This was about the time when Cardi and, and Akon had Dangerous, right? Right. So that was the song that was bubbling. Everybody thought like... Shout Car- out to Kimo who produced that from Vancouver. Oh, right? So you see, that was the time when everybody was like, that was going to be the one. Right. Right? And then um, I'm and Still Drake. Fly came out. Sorry? I'm Still Fly with Drake Page featuring Drake, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that was the one where I felt like everybody thought this is... Like, I remember working the clubs and emceeing and like seeing the vibe when that song came out and like that was the one that i say put toronto on the map I, now i want people from toronto to maybe i might be wrong if it's not that city of mine city is mine was nice by drake right and you could say um you're talking about drake records or overall well this toronto is not a drake record scene. this is a page record originally yes produced I know. by boy wonder with drake yes, on it right yes. but i just mean you're talking about in relation to drake or like the scene I think the scene. It was the one where Cardi had big joints ten years prior to that, big ones. But maybe they no, were I'm only saying it's, uh, big regionally. For the city for the city. Hold on. So Cardi so, did have big ones. Cardi had some fucking big ones. Even Chocolair had a couple big ones that Little X directed. City there, is mine. Can I can I interject for a sec though? Right. Um, I think you're right as far as big records, but putting Toronto on the map and making it like a, a world class hip-hop city like you know the way like it started in new york but then, yo, it went, then, it, then it went to la and then it was like in atlanta for a little bit i'll tell you I think story. toronto owns it right now. when when kanye dropped jesus walks mm. he did much music awards first year i don't know if you yeah, were there we were all i went with kanye and his manager and all these guys to inside lounge back in the day when travis had it and cardi showed up and Kanye gave him mad love. So Cardi had already you yeah. know, done records with Pharrell, even pre the yeah, Akon yeah. shit. I agree to you, the pinnacle was probably that record with Akon, right. like worldwide for Cardi, but yeah. he was you know, he was the guy for quite a long time, right. and then undebatably, Drake blew the doors off. Right. But, but the transition was that year, which ironically was the last time we did something together, which was when Guru passed away, the Stylist right, Awards. Right. The Stylist Awards. I did the speech, and then we all did a tribute, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. you, J.D., Era. Yeah, the joke is I forgot the lyrics to that. <laughs> I don't know if they got that on camera, but if you check on YouTube, hopefully this boosts a little plays right now. But I forgot the last like four bars, but I freestyled it. I made yeah. my way out. Did you catch that? I don't think I did I because see, yeah. you know what they told me? They told me last minute that I was going to do a speech. Yeah. So I'm literally backstage saying, what's up to you guys, writing a speech for my brother. Oh. And you don't want to drop the ball yeah, yeah, on I got that. You, I got but you, I wish right. they had told me a week before yeah. I would have came super prepared. Yeah, they gave me like a week to do it too, you know? And I caught the vibe. I mean, yo, Goose, you know, that's hip-hop royalty. I know that's your G course, too, right? No, I mean, they told me on the spot that, we were, that I was doing a speech. Oh. The lyrics to the gangster. So you, I was had to, you had to write the speech on, on the spot. Oh, shit. So that's why I wasn't paying attention to what okay, anybody right, else was doing. Right, but right, right, the lyrics right. to the gangster, I was his hype man for years. Yeah. So I, I knew everything. But you that. see, hold on. Was that about the time when I'm Still Fly came out? Exactly. Okay, so what I'm saying is when I say for that record, this is not saying it's the biggest record. I'm saying Drake as, was there. As somebody being in Toronto yes. and seeing like the kids and, and seeing what was going on with the community yeah. of like cool kids. Yeah. That it had record arrived. was the one yeah. that like yeah. you weren't hating on it. Yeah. You know, Cardi kind of always had this buy where you just love Cardi yes. stuff, right? But it's not like, you know. It was a local love. E- exactly. Yeah. It was a local love and it also wasn't considered like hip hop per se. Mm. 
You know, like but he was yeah. repping the, the, the it, it was the, more Toronto, the West slang, Indian the West vibes, Indian the, vibe, the right? vibes. But as far as like a rap hip hop song, like yeah. that sounded like I'm Still Fly, that that would have been yeah. what I thought was like. I felt boom. This was the time. Well, if you remember, Drake was also there presenting with us. That, that I do day. remember. I do remember. And I feel like yeah, that was exactly. His, that's what I'm saying. That was the time. That was his moment where I think he came back to To and he was like, right. I, I, yeah, I yeah, did I'm it. here. I did, I did it. it. Yeah. I showed up to this. Yeah. Boy Wonder was there. Yeah. I remember. Everybody was there. I yeah. remember. That yeah, that was a, that was a good one, man. Yeah. I just I see pictures that I post up on my memories all the time. You Hell know? yeah! Hell yeah, yeah, man! Hell yeah! So. Uh, when did you start being really active as an MC in the scene? What year around? Uh, probably. Oh five. What, nine, oh four. Two thousand. I know this is how it goes. So two thousand and eight. I said I rap now, mm-hmm. and four months into it, I was nominated for a Juno. <laughs> we talk about that story. The I rap now part. Yo, the I rap now. I mean, yeah, I rap now was. Oh, right? I rap just- now. <laughs> Bless doesn't this, know this one. Bless, explain, this explain, is, tell us. So the, the Juno nominated album I rap now. The title of it came mm. from this guy right here. Wow, full circle moment, right? Yes. Let me finally gets his just do one out of like camera. fifty workout. I rap now. <laughs> we did a freestyle. We were like, you know, that's what we do, man. Like back in the days, we did it for fun. So we'd go into the booth and mm-hmm. do freestyles. And he had this rapping that day. He's like, I rap now. I and it was like he was like the bar was <laughs> I rap now. I just say what's on my mind. And and it, it yeah. was the end of the verse. And Fame comes in. He's like, "I want it." I'm like, "No one knows this. We're, we're fucking around." Now. I'm like, "It's yours." I T-shirts. turned it into a website, <laughs> a Juno-nominated album. I rap now. The guy made and probably it, ten grand off. It made off so I rap much now. sense because yeah. that's at that point, that's what it was. Like, Famous was the radio guy, the street team guy, yeah. and I was like, "Boom, I rap now." You cool. know, I had my whole marketing behind it. Me and my bro Rez, like at that time, like. The we cover art, and, hold on, fame. The, yeah, cover the cover art, the was cover so art was sick. like you know being the intern, being the McDonald's person, being the nine to five, right? But that's not what I wanted. I rap now, yeah. and the person who did the Makes art, Brian sense. Brock. Brian Brock was like, I was working with like the hottest at that time, you know, uh, Hustle Girl, Brian Brock, uh, the video. Um, who do we have doing videos, man? Um, Your Goddess Girl videos were dumb. Fuck, just, yo, the city was, you know, I remember being in the basement with Boy Wonder and T-Minus the day I was introduced to T-Minus at their mama's house. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, that shit, just to watch what's happened with the city. Oh, yeah. Bro, it's a beautiful thing. You know, people say, is, do you think it's bubbling? Do you think Toronto of course, is bubbling? Of course, I mean, it's undeniable. And, you know, it was crazy because it took a lot of groundwork for it oh, to explode so much, the way it so did. Much, so because... Much. People who weren't part of the scene like us, who right. were maybe, you know, stateside or whatever, or who maybe were just stuck in that Montreal mentality who weren't coming to Toronto all the time, right. like I was, and obviously you were living there, right. they didn't realize that there was such a vibrant scene in Toronto yeah. from the Ivan Berry days, yeah. from the Beat Factory yeah, yeah, yeah. days. There was farm the... teams yeah, of yeah. rappers, and they were nice, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know? know? And, and we had our own industry mm. for like almost two decades right. until... You know, Drake went and stamped and was like, you know, and I think, and I always say this, you know, the pride for, you know, the Raptors and, you know, it was all long time coming. Yeah, but I think it's all time, timing. It It was just timing. I mean, you remember when Apple was running around doing his (laughs) thing with I'm Not a Rapper? It was a beauty. It was a beauty. I used to run around with those guys and, you know, we'd shoot the little Hood Smack DVD style videos in the alley behind the store. That was French's thing at that time, those type of DVDs. We we were doing that in 04, like, 
like coming yeah. out to my people like shout out my people in Region Park they would host us lovely pull the Hummers out yeah, yeah, yeah. JR Ryder came down from New York we <laughs> shot a video those, we man. come down Carabana we were killing it you know what I mean and, yeah. and, and that's when I originally started seeing Drake at some of the first Stylist yeah. Awards because I was always cool with Click and okay. Click was one of our first um, uh, Click interviews. was one of my managers when I was oh, really? at Universal Click came on early on the podcast one of our first guest fame uh, that's my guy. That was that was the guy I had to report to at my internship at Universal. <laughs> Bingo makes a lot yeah. of sense. And uh, Ivan, 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 else Ivan Evidente. Um, Shout out Ivan. Fuck uh, Randy. Uh, who else? Carrie. Carrie was my favorite. Carrie Riley. And then I went over to uh, I was at Sony BMG. Like I worked the labels too as an intern. Like that was my thing. It was so crazy because I was put in these positions. Like yo, I'm at the label interning. I'm at the radio station interning. I'm learning the business. Might as well try a rap thing. Of course, why not? You know. <laughs> And that was it. But now, like, I find DJing, it's crazy because I would say, I for sure, my career has boomed way more as a DJ right. in Asia. Like, and mm. that, that, to me, is like, the, when you think back about it, it's like, damn, that, that's just fun because I'm still creating, you know, but I'm still having fun. Don't you think that a big part of that might be the groundwork that you did as an artist that gives you the... Uh, the persona and the and the what's the word I'm looking for? Let me the presence right to be able to really do your shit confidently Yo, and take me, control of the crowd. It was like crowd. this wake up call where it's like I was like boom I did all this and like my account's still looking like this. Switch it up. You gotta you're a hustler. And that's how quick that shit was. You it was like so you mean to tell me I could do all this, get all these achievements, right? And I'm still looking like this? Mm -hmm. Like, cool. Everybody thinks I look cool. Everybody thinks this shit is what... But I'm looking at the reality of things yeah. and being like, okay, you know? And the most money that I'm making is off emceeing, like being in a club emceeing, like yeah, the rap. And, and this is on, at a fame, time fame. where like you're selling CDs. Like this is not when music was streaming back then, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're thinking about that stuff, you're like, okay, let me try a ting. And then I tried a ting, you know? Like, I, I, I like to say I tried a lot of tings mm -hmm. to see what really worked. Sure. You know, and now I'm in a place where I'm, yo, now I do shows. I might perform three English songs. I, try, I rap in Chinese, bro. Get out of here. I, I, I got a, a Chinese rap album out right now on KKBox, on Spotify. So, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm rapping in Chinese. Rewind. Yeah, this is How the shit. fuck were you able to pick up okay. enough of the language Ooh, to be question. able to... You know? I've been out there six years, right? Yeah. And then you also got to think, like, if you're thinking about... Let's just think about English... It's a fucking English hard language, Let's though. think about English rap right It's not right French, now. though. It's a hard right. language. It is a hard language, but also it's like melodies to things, right? Mm -hmm. So it, in, in uh, the Chinese language has tones. Mm -hmm. So my tones are probably off. But at the end, it's like when you listen to a Migos song. Like, what are you really understanding? Bro, do you know how what? marketable a black dude rapping in Chinese is to me? <laughs> that's why it was done. That's it's why the album was, that was. That's why the album was done. So when I go out there, I'm performing Chinese raps, English raps. I'm DJing and MCing, why and not? I'm jumping all across the place. And there's billions of people all over Asia. So I'm good. And bro. I, I feel like now with social media and the internet, and everything. You know, shit is so small. Right. You know, so and, small. You know, they're into the fucking supreme yeah. and the fucking yeah, yeah, hype yeah. beast shit more than we are. Oh yeah. So yeah, they really sure. get the culture. I, I would say they might be ahead in certain ways. Um, as a, as a consumer. As a consumer. Yeah. Yes. Correct. 
I mean, I remember always being told by like the New York guys back in the day, like, you know, Big L used to go out to Japan and get oh, stupid Japan money. Is, ooh, you know what I mean? They, they would for, buy yeah. up fucking, a D, uh, you know, DVDs and cassettes, like yeah, yeah. $60 a pop. It's knowledge of... You, you can bring enough. It's the culture. Imagine that's what you idolize, what you see is actually there. Yes, yes. You know, you're living with somebody who's experienced it. Especially with streetwear. I always see these guys streetwear. in Japan are yeah, like, yeah. they're up, they're, they're collecting the vintage North Face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're get they're they're getting the rare kicks. Yeah. They really get it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They're students of the culture. They're hype beast kids. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they got the money too, you know. I think you money know? has a lot to do with it too, oh, right? It definitely does. Definitely well, does. also being the place that, you know, spits out and, you know, counterfeits a lot of the shit right. gives them unprecedented True. access to the samples and all that shit ahead of time. That right. shit's like they have whole I mean you could you could probably tell us more. I, I I've seen they have whole fucking villages just dedicated to knocking off a certain shoe. Oh yeah man it's <laughs> real know? out there. Yeah it's it's real crazy. I always tell people always spend their money going on trips to here and there. I'd say go visit an Asian like an, an Asian continent. Yeah. Most of them are, I mean yo Taiwan I could vibe for is the vibe. Right. Well, so if you like, like noodles and massages, I oh, think you can. Oh yeah, for the low, you know. <laughs> and we for won't and we won't talk about any other obvious <laughs> things people might like out there. Um, so you 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 find yourself in Taiwan. Uh, have you moved around Taiwan? Did you stay in the main oh, yeah, city? Yeah, yeah, What's the sure, big man. city like, there? The big city is Taipei, so that's Taipei. Uh, north side. Okay, right. So um, at first, my contract was just down south. Then I started building with people, met more people. Shout out to my man Marcus Aurelius. He was like a big help for me out there. But like just mingling with the right people. And, and the country, you, it's a small island, so you could go from north to south in two hours. Mm. So like that's what I do now. And then the thing is to travel within Asia is extremely cheap, right? So like I'm, I'm, you could book gigs in other countries and not have to include a hotel in your ride or like I'm literally just going out there performing and coming back. Like Europe vibes almost. You, you know can what jump I'm on a train yeah. and come back. And like these flight. countries need that. They they want that. They're looking for that. Like that's dope. That's the thing with Asia. People don't know it's like they they're looking for that. In China, China they literally you like you sign contracts. Mm -hmm. So you'll do like a three month contract. You're in the same place. You do the same shit. You rap your same songs. <laughs> like you're part of the show. And then after you is the go go girls. Then after you is the gymnast. And gotcha. it's like the biggest show. Money everywhere. They fucking tip you. I did a a, a tour with Budweiser. Right. Mm -hmm. It was um eleven shows in twenty two days or wow. something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was their Christmas thing and like. Yo, it's a whole other world. It's like literally a show, and I'm like one hour of the show. And the amount of money that goes into it and the amount of money that's spent. It's crazy. Oh, bro. And it's like comfortable money. Like comfortable. But then what gets me is like we come from we come from a, a, a culture where like you either have it or you're do you don't. You either got that swag, that gusto, or you don't. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't need none of that to get anything. Like, I got that. Whereas we out there, it's like, culture. you know, it's a bit different. Like, yeah. these guys got, got hella money. Hella, hella money. money, but it feels like it's not real. Like, it's robotic. Yeah, it's like, you know? You like, know, I won't lie. Our big comment, like when we used to come out there, me and Guru would come out to Toronto and, you know, we'd fuck with Neil, you know, mm. Neil Forrester yeah, and all these yeah, guys. And me. bro, they would host this amazing Barb from Lynx. And, yeah. and, you know, but we always had the best time. But early on, it felt like 
Toronto was still stuffy. Like, you know, you go, you know, a lot of people don't realize back in the day, they wouldn't even let you pop a bottle in a club. It was like against the Ontario liquor rules. Really? Like, oh yeah, bro. We, we would come out there like in the early 2000s and we'd be like, yo, like we want a bottle of goose. And they'd be like, yo, sorry, we, we, we don't serve bottles. Like the permits aren't for that. They caught up real fucking yeah, quick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I've partied a lot in Toronto. And we popped a lot of bottles out there. Yeah. But once upon a time, you know, shit was closing earlier. And we used to feel like pre the explosion of Toronto that it would like the, like the clubs were beautiful. The money was there, but the vibe was, right. you know, you didn't see you people jumping on the table, like in Montreal yeah, 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 and getting yeah, yeah, yeah. super lit. It just wasn't the culture. Yeah. And then once that, Cash injection came. Oh yeah! Bang, sky's the limit. Oh, yeah, and now Toronto's fun. ahead in many ways. Yeah, I you mean, know? yeah, I part. I don't. I don't really party that as much other than Carabana when I head out there. I do some parties. Carabana was, was once always a year. You come to Toronto. That's yeah. when I get to see you. Yeah, and you get LeBron James for a weekend. Yeah, then you get exactly. to hang out with me. The LeBron so. James party usually <laughs> daytime. You know, and that's yeah. it. I went there three years ago when they did the All Star Weekend. Mm. Okay, it was the coldest week oh, yeah, I yeah, ever. I remember that. How dirty was that? But it was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. We did a party. We went to a Snoop party. Uh, Fab was everybody was. Yeah, you can imagine. Was were you in town fame for the All Star Weekend? I yeah, yeah, I was there. I feel like you were. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. You hosted some things. Yeah, yeah. it was a movie. Yeah, it was a fun time in the city. Toronto has fun times, man. Plus, we're the champs. It's crazy how I say <laughs> where. You see, I say where. And I'm talking like where, and I'm in Montreal, and I'm from Montreal, and I'm saying where. Shit, judge me. (laughs) It's where your heart is at. Oh, what hat am I wearing? I'm wearing a New York hat. hat. Oh, you're wearing a New York hat. That's hello, hello, fame. You see the hat? Right, so you I'm see it's like, you wear what you fucking wear. Well, I'm home is where the heart is. <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah. And where your mother is. Yeah, home is, yeah, exactly. Home is where your heart is. And, you know, um, how do you feel the scene changed in Toronto? I know last couple of years you've been you've been overseas. Yeah, man, it's, it's, but from, what, from your perspective, from being an artist, from working behind the scenes in the business, from the time Drake got on, there was this narrative that as soon as Drake got on, Toronto's on. Right. And I think that was very untrue because oh, yeah, Drake was sure. killing it globally and right. Toronto was still... Toronto right and but I then think you, but then you had a weekend you had a next and next of course of course but that was all like like you said timing I right. think that was inevitable right but the pride right. for the Toronto scene started to shift right where mans were happy to wear Toronto Raptors yeah, yeah, gear yeah, yeah, yeah. not just the Yankee fitted like we yeah, always yeah. wore um how did you see that shift? How was that energy? What was that like well remember so a lot of times the last six years I've been seeing things from the outside looking in right so well, I, that's pay, it. I pay, I pay little attention to everything, mm. right? And for me, when I'm looking at things from the outside, I see shit just the same. Mm. I don't see nothing changed. And if I talk to like people who are in it, they'll tell me the same shit. Ain't nothing changed, right? So that's really how I feel. And sometimes I'll be looking at artists and like, man, I think the major thing is like, fuck, nah. I'm, I guess we just all got hope, right? right? We all got hope. So if you're still doing it, you're doing it because you got hope. And right? Or no. I think I, I think are I you think, still rapping? Yes. I'm are you still putting rapping. out albums and stuff? I'm still. I mean, I'm preparing a project now. I put out a bunch of different shit. I put out a couple joints with Fred the Godson, with Vado, with Static Selector. Right. Um, I'm still passionate about it, but I produce with another cat with my partner, Mano Sound Machine. So you know, I, I, I always stay close to the business. This is my right. lifestyle. I don't know anything else. And one of the um, 
us venturing out was the podcast. Was right, this, right. We have was, a fucking great podcast. Was is what this, we have. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? which I think, and, yeah it and, works. And it, it works. was a platform that I wanted to build for the city Correct. where I could curate and Lemmy could curate who we really felt deserved to be covered, not based on numbers, right. not based on who I get along with right. or who's my homie or who might have you know, rubbed me the wrong way. Right. A legit platform where if you deserve to sit here, we want to fucking hear what it's the fuck you're up to. You know what I'm saying? We want to hear what you're up to. Because for too long in, in our city, it was always like the French is here, the English is here, Uptown is here, Texas is here, DG's here. Right. This guy's cool with that guy, but my producer didn't get it wrong with your DJ. Fuck all that. Right. Because inclusiveness is the only way to build a scene. Thank you. And Toronto you. caught on to that a lot earlier than Montreal, and Montreal would be much more ahead if everybody was on that page. So, so when, when you so is this like a Toronto-based thing? Because I'm very interested in hearing about the Montreal scene. Because like you mean the I, podcast? No, like the Montreal hip hop scene during that same time yes. Toronto yes. was going through something like um, wh what is the the Montreal hip hop scene I really didn't know it much the like, Montreal equivalent I would have said was the French starting to bubble correct uh, right, which French. was always there because the demographics are well suited to French culture right. and as the Ontario you know board of grants uh, you know gave it to artists who had certain criteria, like fact their grants are going right. out to only right? French artists. The French side was benefiting from that here, right. and the English was always falling between the cracks. Right. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to not be totally dependent on that system yeah. because I was always either stateside or on a label here in Canada. You know, right. I was through EMI for many years, and I had all kinds of different shit going on, right. but. Um, Montreal. That brought me to something I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. What was your experience like with the grant system and all that shit? Speak Man, to us about I mean, that. Same thing. Like my, I think I went like one for my first three. So I got it like first, second, no, third, yes. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I started with ain't no use. That was the first video. And then so I got, I could say I got used to it, but then because I was like my odds were pretty good. Yeah. And then I got another one, right? And my odds were pretty good again. Like I'm two for four. And when you say another one, it's it's G's, right? Like yeah, it's this like is, twenty thousand. Yeah. It's twenty thousand. And is that funding in the project? Is that paying your rent? Like how do you how do you distribute no, those funds? No, it goes to the video. It's the video. Yeah, oh, man. you're just talking about video grants. But yeah, there was also grants. for sound recording, marketing, all that. Oh other yeah, shit I mean yeah, I, I got like a few web. Like a, right. to design my website. I found one. the website grants were the easiest. <laughs> yeah, but when you would go for that factor for the big one, I think it was thirty five k for the sound. Those were going to Belly, man. Bro, belly was right. and Keisha Shante was. Eating I got those. I got refused by zero point zero seven. Basically, it's a grading system. Right. And let's say you have to have a ninety three to get you know on all their scores. I had a ninety two point. 8.9 by a zero percent. So you didn't receive it. I buy literally <laughs> like not even a hair. Yeah. To the point where the guy who was applying, you know, he was on, you know, he worked with the Juno committee, all this stuff. He said, yo, I'll just reapply and do all the paperwork for free yeah. because this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I feel like those grants were being reserved for specific labels right. and shit like that at the time. I thought what that did for me, like David Muir did a lot of my videos and he got the, the big grants. And what happened was it's like 
those guys are still hungry. So even though they're taking that budget that they got with you on that grant, they're still willing to work with you on their own little thing mm -hmm. where they're not using all that equipment that they're mm -hmm. renting for. And that's what we did with our guys because, mm -hmm. yeah, we didn't get the grant, but now we have a relationship with sure. these guys sure. and we're going out doing it ourselves, learning. And at that, at that point, technology was bubbling, you know, like yeah. cameras, then things started. Now, now I'm shooting videos on my iPhone. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So it's like, that's how, that's how we went as far as grants. You know, if I got a grant, I got a grant, but I never relied on it. Yeah. But I was like two for four on my first ones. That's nice and numbers. And that was like, you know, yeah. that does help you out. Sure, absolutely. You know, it helps you out. Absolutely. It was just a shame that a lot of the times the video grants I found were awarded to big production companies. Right. So the artists didn't get to really yeah, eat yeah, off of it right. almost at all. But we had some beautiful videos and shout out yeah. to the Canadian Arts Council. Exactly. You had some great videos back Nobody in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, big we budget did some shit. Good videos. Like I was putting out a lot of videos back then. Yeah. I like I like uh, uh, Trinity Chris. That was mine. Big man thing. Big yeah. man thing. That was when I quit my job at Champ Sports. There you go. Were you working at the one across from Eaton Center? Scarborough Town Center. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Bro, that's, that was my first experience coming to Toronto. That When I had that interview at Universal Music, mm -hmm. the bus dropped me off at Scarborough Town Center, and I fell asleep on like a couch because the mall was closed. And when mm -hmm. I woke up, I just see like colored people, different colors everywhere. And I'm like, yo, what is this? Like, this is a vibe right now. <laughs> like, I'm just, everybody got their own definition. Everybody defined themselves. And I'm looking at it, I'm feeling good. And then I went into Champ Sports, had my resume. And uh, Richard Kniff, the manager at that time, he's from Montreal. Wow, meant to so be. So he knew I was from Montreal. He gave me the job. after. So I, I, I gave him my resume, told him I'm going to go do the interview. If I get the job... You know, I'll let you know. Boom, boom, boom. And that was that. Like, oh, things have always worked out good, you nice. know? So what part of T.O. were you living in? Oh, man, I moved around. First, I was in, um, uh, like, uh, Pacific Mall. So, like, uh, I know Kennedy, exactly. Markham. Kennedy and Markham? McNichol, yeah. Kennedy I used to McNichol. go there and get all the bootleg DVDs oh, and man. all that. Yo, that's when I was exposed to that. I was like, this is Five for 20, that was the right shit. Here. And you know what I used to cop up there? They had this one spot. And it, they had like the ill designer shit. You remember that? I copped the iceberg leather in Pacific Mall for like 400 bucks. It was like the flyest shit I ever saw. Yeah. I said, shit, I don't know if it's real. I Stuff hope it is, exist. but I'll, I'll still buy it. Yeah, know? those were the days. That bro. was like Pacific Mall where the first people had vape and all that shit. I think they actually closed. They got raided. I seen something in the news recently. Pacific Mall was the that. shit, bro. Where was Pacific Mall? That was like Markham. Markham. And then I moved to like uh, Birchmount and Eglinton. You know, I had some fun times there. Kennedy and, um, and Eglinton. I was you had the downtown spot. Yeah, near the downtown the, spot. Right? And then I lived, you know, me and Rez, we had a spot downtown Toronto. That's where the studio was. And that's when I started to do the rap thing. Did you, know? you ever get a chance to work with or did you know Tory Lanez at all? I know oh, bro, he was coming up at Tory the same Lanes, time. I wanted to manage Tory Lanez. Like my boy M City, <laughs> went, who lives in Brampton, shout out everybody from B-Town. He went to school with Tori and um, he would always like play his music and like I'm like yo the kid I like his attitude like you know he got a, he's confident and shit mm -hmm. right and I uh, he came out with this song called Twitter Twitter <laughs> and I wanted to work with him and when he said well, he like he denied me because he was working with Freddie Fame at that time okay right and I was like I like this kid like you know he's just like saying no to shit like he don't need no help no nothing and then boom. Nigga blew up, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my story with Tori. He, he. Obviously, I got a story where he bit my line where I said I'm, I'm the shit and fly on top of it. He put that in a rap, and I heard that, and I was like, Yo, this nigga really jacked my shit. <laughs> so, so now, and when he I, didn't want to work with I'll you. Be. And, and now that I see like all, all the artists saying, Yo, he jacked my shit, he jacked my shit. I'm like, Yo, that's you know. But like, 
I don't hold that on nothing. You know, I've yeah. no. You know what happened? Plus, before. you know, in all fairness, he was a young kid at the yeah, time. Yeah, man. But nah, it's like I said. Like, you, I always knew he, that he. It he makes was gonna sense be a guy. where he's at right now. Fame. It you saw that drive. Fame. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fame. A lot of times you hear something, it's subliminal, uh -huh. and then you put it as yours, and then someone else is like, "Wait a minute, that's mine." Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, I'm not clear. Like, like you, you, you write something, right. you think it's yours, but you heard it subliminally through someone else. Oh, right, right, right. And then no, they're nah, like, yo, he, that's he, mine. Nah, nah. Tori, for sure. Everybody <laughs> at that time, Drake was listening to my raps. I was listening to Tori's raps. Yeah. Tori was listening to Era raps. Era was yeah. listening to Tona raps. Yeah. Tona was listening to Rich Kid. We were all listening to each other's raps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you he had a hotline and shit. he bit it. You know? Like, but like, yeah, yeah. That, that was my experience with Tori. Same thing with Drake. Like, Drake... It's a weird relationship because there's a song actually, boom. So it's called um, uh, Voltrons. Oh, uh, Rosenberg okay. on uh, Hot 97. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could pull up the clip. But he does an interview with Drake where um, Rosenberg was doing uh, Wu Gambino's mm -hmm. compilation and he wanted to put five artists from Toronto on it. So mm. it was me, Cardinal, uh, Socrates, Chocolaire, and it was supposed to be Drake's verse, right? Mm -hmm. What year is this around? Oh, bro, man, I'm horrible with you. <laughs> Pre-Stylus Awards. If I started pre in 2008, awards. so 10, 12, 2010, no. maybe. Yeah, before Drake Pop. Yeah, before. So maybe 08. Maybe 08. Yeah, I seem to catch every artist right before they pop. Same <laughs> thing with Melanie Fiona. I had a song that uh, is a typical girl, and then uh, Aya hopped on it because that's when um, Kanye picked her up, and she went. Like, right before everybody drops, they, bum, yeah. I'm supposed to get the feature in their gun. Anyway, so, <laughs> the, the Rosenberg, when you run that clip, Rosenberg talks about a verse that Drake was supposed to give, and he's like, yo, talk to D about that, right? Because his verse was missing on it, and I have the song. I mean, I, I'll actually give it to you guys, and you could post it wherever you, we'll it's a fucking in the background, exclusive. Something like that. Okay. Like, an exclusive of it, missing the Drake verse, right? So, I remember seeing him at the club, and like, you know, he's like, yo, fame, I got you. Like, he gave me a little poke on my chest fame i got you and i was like okay this nigga got me and then boom he never got me right <laughs> so it never came but like i don't stress nothing i get it you got a situation now other people are watching your moves you can't be doing shit for anything sure, right sure, sure. but like that's a good good example but then uh jj jenny had a party and then that's when i seen him and you know it was all the blessed thing like whenever you see your brother like doing the same shit as you and you of make course, it of course and then you know the people in the circle around yo rico everybody knows ovo um rocks <laughs> Like his cousin is is right here. He, Shout out to Rico school, in the building. You know? Of course. Well, you Shout know, Rico in the building, you know, right? the scene has always been small, and you know, I always say that so many people uh, got so many tremendous opportunities off the light yeah. that Drake shined on Toronto, yeah, man. and none more than than the producers. You oh, know, yeah. Well, yo, I I it, I always tell people this: Boy Wonder created the Toronto sound. Mm -hmm. This is just my opinion. But there was a few guys. Who I worked with on my second record, The Book of Bless, such yeah. as Snaz, such oh, as man. Frank Dukes. Right. So, you know, there's oh, a couple Frank guys Dukes, who are already right. pretty fucking nice. Right, 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 right. And right, they were right. getting placements early. Right. Frank yeah, Dukes did were. some shit with me, and then he had a Cool G rap and a 50 and Didn't a Mob just, D placement. Uh, my, uh, what's her name? Um, the girl there. 
Taylor Swift. Mm. Oh, he's doing great. He yeah, did he, he did, did that, that whole album. um Havana oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit. He, oh, he's yeah, killing it's it. crazy, right? And he was a really, you know, sample, he yeah. was like an NPC guy. Right. So to see his evolution from doing dirty sample-based yeah. hip-hop that so like commercial. Mob Deep and AZ and like yeah. 50 would put on a mixtape or whatever, right. to, to to doing, you know, top of the pops, you know, salute to him. Yeah, so there, there was quite a film. few. But yes, of course, you know, Wanda is Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Fame. I mean, we didn't discuss that we're friends. Yeah, I was at the airport the day before Drake uh, dropped. If you hear, what's the name of that tape? If you're hearing now, too late or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best, best, best I ever was. We, uh, no, not the first one. No, if you're hearing this, it's too late. The Drake album. We were at. I was at the airport coming. From, I don't know where I was coming from. And I, I seen Boy Wonder, and he had it on his phone, and he played me. I was running through the six uh. with my woes. Now, here's the, here's the whole thing when you just think about reality. For me, I take shit like that and I'm like, that's crazy that I knew this the day before it came out, that I know this guy, that he is my brethren. I've been in his basement. He's playing me this. And then the next day when I wake up, the internet is going crazy. Yeah. It's a worldwide oh, release. Like, for me, I'm just sitting back and I'm like, fuck, man. This, it just feels good. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It feels good. Do I wish that I could have been more successful in the Canadian scene, yeah. I mean, everybody wishes they could be more successful at anything they Absolutely. do, right? Am I happy and totally successful in where I'm at now? Totally, you Love know? you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And, like, I'll tell some artists right now. That's why I always try to peep artists on game, right? Because, like, for me, the most money I've ever made off raps is selling raps in, in t having my raps on TV and in music, right? Placements, like... Placements, uh, yeah, yeah. placements, licensing, licensing, right? So, like... I'm telling artists right now, if you just have raps and a producer, go in your crib, make a whole bunch of songs about shit, about basketball, about New Year's, mm -hmm. time running out. Mm. Just write raps, write raps, connect with somebody who places your music, get your shit placed, and that shit's royalties. That's, That's right. the thing with the music industry, right? You, we're so patient because we spend all our money on us yeah. and then we got to wait for our money. Yes. Right? So we're patient with our shit, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like we, you should, we should be able to take that mind frame and plant seeds and watch them grow, right? Absolutely. So that's why I tell any artist, yo, peep me on game, hit me up. That's my biggest shit, right? That's what I feel I want to contribute to the game. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, you can make an entire living from from placing your music and yeah. you know film tv oh, video right. games shit like that that you know you might not be on the top of the charts you might not be spinning at, at commercial radio right. but you could really make a full-time realistic living yeah. off of these other side avenues and i think that so many artists you know become overwhelmed by the enormous undertaking exactly. that you know there's so much you could be doing so much should i be so the much. flyest should i be the most <laughs> lyrical should i be the most commercial should i produce right. should i fucking you know what i'm saying and and should i tour and, I, and the answer is a you got to find a niche for yourself right. like you're doing right. right now b it has to be profitable enough at least to support yourself right. before you can conquer the world exactly you know and there's steps to that and yeah. there's no shame in taking those steps none none what's sacrifice talking, Sacrifice. No it's leaving always that, leaving sacrifice. That ego, leaving that ego yeah, aside. That's, that's one of the a big biggest one. things. Leaving the ego. And that's right. That's why I don't know. It would it would be hard for me to like come back and try to live in like being an entertainment with Dude, ego I know is you. that high. Because it's just not me. I don't give a shit. You know? Like, I don't I just don't know if I could do that. It's weird. It's like I asked the other day, could somebody be an extrovert, introvert, you know? 
it's like I, I love being out there, but me and people, you know, I don't like, you know, if they care, I care. But if we're having conversations where none of us care, we shouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. You know? I think a major thing that always kept our scene back locally is this mentality where everybody wanted to be the guy. I think that's that's everywhere though. Competitive nature of hip hop, yes. Yes. But you gotta understand that Atlanta fucks with Atlanta. And the Spanish, you know, the reggaeton and all that shit, they fuck with each other. That's how everybody gets up. Collabs, right. collabs, collabs, collabs. Right. You but know I what think I mean? that, that's a person thing too. I think like people in Atlanta are friendlier. Black people are more united. There's a culture of black people. Especially in Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, it's very that? unified in Atlanta. Why is that? Well, I think it's demographics. You know, Atlanta is a, a city that has, uh, you know, a huge black population, yeah. huge entertainment, uh, you know, yeah. business there. And the money gets the money, spent exactly. internally, internally in Atlanta. So they're doing well. Right. You know, it's not like mm. Detroit or like right, other right. places. And this was just a breeding ground for creativity. It's the exactly. South. It's its own vibe, too. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's you know, it's fucking, it's, you know, South. It's American, bro. Thing, the whole thing is with Canada giving all this money. I feel there is a way to create that type. It, it's, it's a, you're able to do it. But I don't know. I, I don't, is our hip hop artists getting grants still? Or is that still something that goes to the rock bands? And, and in Montreal, the, the French acts. In Quebec, definitely the French. Um, in Ontario, I, I'm sure people are still applying like crazy. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the politics are these days. And I know a lot of, you know, much music not being, you know, active, active. anymore. <laughs> you know, that, that changed, yeah, like, that changed that. the system too. You yeah, know, that's big like time. real Games shit. Changed. Think about that, right? Things changed big time. Yeah, you remember man. when much music, there was a sense of pride to be yeah, on I remember, much music. I remember. You much, know, yeah. To be on much music and to have a commercial release at HMV or yeah, at yeah. retail was a big deal. Yeah. It made people excited. Yeah. You know, and traditional campaigns were like you had your, you know, you had your your advertisement and whatever weekly hip hop shit. Mm. You had your, you know, your campaign at retail. You were, you know, you did your shit on Rap City and you covered the market. Right. Yeah, yeah. And now it's fucking endless right. so it's a double-edged sword can i jump right. in can huh? i jump in huh. uh i remember when ain't no use came out fame yeah and i was in the video and this is before i'm on oh, youtube yeah. before yeah, i'm on yeah, anything yeah. Nice. and i'm on mtv uh much music excuse yeah. me nice and i like thank you <laughs> i just wanted to say thing, that right it's just like this real thing well that's the one you did shirtless thank you <laughs> no <laughs> right but, but then but then like i said then you look back at it and then you look at your account and you look at like okay what what's really going on and then you just got to switch it so, up. So let me ask you something. And, <laughs> yeah. and this is something like, obviously we're friends. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you jumped ship right before shit popped off? I I definitely was at a high when right? I jumped off. Like 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 maybe the the financials we we covered, but as far as like the growth and what's happened since you've left, yeah. Do you like is there a part of you that's like maybe is there is there a regret in a way? No 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 no. Man, good no. good good. That's what no, I want to hear. One, yo, once Drake bust, <laughs> it's like, game it over for a everybody. Shutdown for I don't know how many years. Let's say three guaranteed year f uh, five uh, three guaranteed years shutdown. Where it's like nothing else mattered, right? About nothing, but you can't Drake. you can't even talk Drake's yeah. name without him hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, nothing mattered. <laughs> your song, nothing, nothing, nothing was anything, mm. you know, for a good three years solid. And that was like the time when I was at my high. So I like caught that shit quick. And mm. and what's you your know? relationship? I'm curious. Like I never asked you these questions. The relationship with with Drake and the whole. I mean, OVO like I camp. said, it's 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 cool. It's all love, you know. We do the parties. 
Uh, you were out Carabana. there at the same time, like yeah, you guys yeah. must have crossed. It's all love, paths, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I never, I never gone out and hang with the homie. I don't have a cell phone, <laughs> but I'm sure I could get to him quick if I needed to. Like, you know, I mean, none of that is is really relevant to me, you know. Right. Until it's relevant, <laughs> you know. Well, you never know who you. Who, speaking of. Who who comes through Taiwan? Like I, I imagine oh, guys artists, like Black right? Eyed Peas and shit okay, so like that. See. A lot of um, man, who comes through? Who like who have you gotten act? a chance to perform with, or done the after party with, oh. or tour with, and from yeah, out here? Does that exist out there? Is that like are there touring artists that are going into Taiwan? No, nah, man. I mean, I no, think the it's last more like local. There was Ariana Grande, okay, Bruno Mars, John Legend. Um, so the top of the pops. Yeah, it's the top of the pops, man. Hip hop shit. Think, oh, there was a Wu Tang show like two years ago. Okay. Fucking Wu Tang gets. You know, we we just had Raekwon uh, yeah, yeah, no, a couple no, months yeah, back yeah, when 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 he was walking up the steps. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, Raekwon walked up those steps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you must have met Ray yeah, many times yeah, yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I used to yeah. come out there with him all right, the time. Right, he was big with JD era and yeah, the whole. He, he actually just opened a barber shop in Toronto. Yes, Purple Tape Barber Shop. Shout out to Raekwon. They opened it the week after he came on the podcast. Right, I love that. Yeah. Nice. Salute Ray, man. Always he always showed love to Canada. And you know, it you know, that even speaks to how, you know, powerful having a cult following is. Right. Oh yeah. You well, know what Wu Tang I mean? is also a brand out there. Like I don't I don't know how, how many of those kids like that W means they something. They definitely don't yeah, that, that they, means they something. into the merch. <laughs> yeah, into, like, you know, they might not know the catalog, but they yeah, into and the I merch. Think, like, the, Maybe 400, 500 people came out to it, which is a good number. Like, I don't it's expect... fucking Taiwan yeah, that's for what some I'm hip-hop saying, shit. Right? It's, that's cool. But I think, yeah, Wu was, like, probably on a hip-hop level. Oh, OT Genesis, like, emceed and did a few songs. That's okay. very random. Yeah, OT Genesis. <laughs> I like OT Genesis. I like him, too, yeah. but I'm just saying in Taiwan, yeah, yeah, Walking. What random. the fuck are you doing yeah, out there, yeah, homie? Did you take care of him, fame? Uh, I mean, I wasn't at Pause. the show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yo, it's crazy. Like Drake is not popular out in Asia. really. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure he's never done a what show. What about guys like Sean Paul and shit like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, the Latin stuff works out there. Yeah, the Latin stuff just catching on now. Okay. Yeah. That's the hype shit in it's my opinion. It's just the stuff that makes K-pop and shit like that. Does that? That's real heavy too. Heavy, oh, right? Of course. Oh yeah. That's like the number one. Yes. What, what are the K-pop. what are the what's the boy band that kills it? There's like VIP. There's no B B two K B. No, it's like no. I know what you're BTS. talking about. BTS. They're like oh, five. B, yeah, yeah, yeah. BTS. Oh, BTS. So guys, check this out. Those guys. Yeah, so check this out. So peep game. So I saw an article about how the Latin and the K-pop is you know the, you know how everybody's oh you know they're breaking Justin Bieber records and how is yeah. this unprecedented success happening? Uh, and supposedly the industry is now catching up that basically I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Lemmy, but in what they call secondary markets, which would be uh you know Asia, Latin countries, yeah. anything outside of you know North America, um, it is five times cheaper to buy a view when you are advertising on YouTube. And what they were doing is they were marketing by basically taking a 15 second clip and, from the music video, and putting it at the beginning of whatever the competition is that's already big. And they, if you didn't, you know, skip as the an paid ad, it counts as a view. <laughs> and they would put like a hundred grand on the first day. They would shoot up to the top of the algorithm, buy the first 10 million views, and yeah. it would automatically That's go genius. to 300 million. That is genius. But it's genius, <laughs> but it only works in the secondary markets, right. Right. which right. is why you don't see, you know, like a Fat Joe with Cardi B and right. fucking Annuel right. is but getting guy- less views than K-pop. And then you're thinking, oh, it must be working more. Right. But 
you know, it just, you know, it's not I possible. Love, I love that, Bless. How does a guy like Nav pop off in India and Pakistan does with he? that same 100 Does he? I'm just asking, like, that's the exact same so. thing. Well, that, well, Nav is popping because of, you know, his affiliations to The weekend. He's on but tour with India, The weekend. I, but that's, I, I that's, don't think I don't he does. Think. But that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm looking at what you just said, and oh, I'm like, but to answer how does this your guy question, put 100K into India? To answer India? your question, 100K for Nav's team would be pennies. They're doing very well. Fair. Yeah. You're right. You're they right. would do it if it was profitable. You're right. And the labels lose money on that 100K or 250K, whatever the fuck they're doing. Right. They lose the money. Right. But they are then able to force commercial radio Right. to add the record right. and then they're like yo get our guys on fucking these guys have a billion views get our guys on Saturday Night Live crossover yeah. crossover right. so they kind of had a little cheat code going oh, but see, people seem to be catching that. up that's yeah. a move it's common industry practice in the Spanish and the K-pop shit oh yeah but it doesn't work here or everybody would do it. No, right. you need a third or a second. Uh, it just has to be cheaper based on, you know, whatever. Right. The, the, I had, the I had a buddy of mine, uh, shout out to the Punjabi MC. And what he would do is he'd release a show and he's, he's a brown dude. And he'd put like 20, 30 bucks on Facebook, but just targeting India. Yeah. And next thing you and know, the numbers would and be next crazy. thing you know, he's got five thousand oh, views I see for saying. twenty yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. But you know the problem is that yeah, looks yeah. that looks cool, yeah. but if it's not translating you know, the whole point of releasing content or music yeah. or whatever you're trying to do is to grow your market so you can it's not a real sell audience. them yeah, shit. It's real, not a real, real audience. Like, it's not. Know? It's just, it's, it's fluffing the numbers. But yeah. in the secondary markets, it's a real enough audience where it can translate them to the, uh, to the American market. So markets. our plan right. was to get him in India doing live performances of this kind of rant and rave show where he just talks his mind and goes live. And we said, if wow. we can get like 20, 30, 100,000 people consistently... Maybe we have a show. Mm. But we're putting like $50 and we're getting 20,000 views. You do that in Los Angeles or New York, you're getting 12 views. But that's kind of proof of what <laughs> I'm saying is true, right? Right. That, you know, $50 but I also think, gets them. Yo, and, but the good thing about music-wise of all that shit is like you're hearing Latin records on the radio. I think that's beautiful to hear like Latin songs on the radio. Oh, absolutely. You we know, we spoke on that briefly. To be like a thing with Chinese kids. I think it's great. It's like and music I, going all around, right? Plus the time is right for all these cultures to be able to yeah, melt exactly, with social media right? and all that shit. And, and they're all collaborating too. It's like, remember back in the days, like hearing a collab was like something you never heard. And when you heard the collab, you're like, I can't believe that shit. That, this guy would work with Now it's guy. like literally languages collabing. Yeah. You know? That's and awful. then that speaks to looping into what you first talked about that guys like us were so concentrated on being lyricists. Lyric, right. And then we saw, hey, they don't even care what you're yeah. saying. And then being amazing became sort of a creepy liability <laughs> right. in some yeah. areas. And then mm -hmm. they didn't even need to understand the language yeah, anymore. They <laughs> That's Did you exactly ever see it, that bro. shit coming? That, that's exactly like, We don't it. even want to know what the yeah, fuck you're saying. Yeah, that's exactly it. I've seen all that shit. Rapping Korean, motherfucker. Yeah. They don't care. I'm rapping in Chinese, fam. Literally. <laughs> literally. It's Mandarin. Literally. It's Mandarin. Yeah, literally. Literally. You know? Fame, it's Mandarin, right? Mandarin, yeah. Mandarin. And I'm going to say you're the only black guy on the planet that's rapping in well, Mandarin. Well, that's how I market it. He might not be, though. I marketed it. Inevitably, there might be. He might not be, I but I want to believe that he's... Uh, black man to have a rap in you Chinese. You can coin it. You can coin yeah, exactly. Right? You can coin it. <laughs> we'll let him have that yeah, one. You can have, have it. it you you know? can have it. But hey, man, I think that that's, that's a really fucking interesting lane. And you know, in business in general, you got to try shit, bro. Okay, hold on. Bless, I got a question for you. Who's top three in Montreal ever? You got like the wrong guy. Ask me. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, can, I, can, I, can I say something? Can I say something? And we're going to get off topic. I love Bless. 
Bless is not a Montreal rapper. Bless well, is a universal rapper. I want, I want three dopest, and like the not three dopest. Bless, the three bless most and bless. successful as far as career goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Montreal, Montreal rapper. Oof. Oof. Okay, go, bless. Mm. I would say bless one. <laughs> no, you know what? I Shut don't up. talk like that Hold about on. myself. No, 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 you, you know what? have to. If, if that's, you know I don't what? think it's talking about yourself. If, Look, I'll I, say this. I'll say this. Go. I'll say there's 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 a lot of talented guys, bro. And by no means was I the first guy rapping or the last guy rapping but in Montreal. Who else was rapping? That's what I'm trying to find. There out. was that's a lot of people. Give, like, who's the next name that I should know? Okay, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, like pre my time, yeah. there was. Shades of Culture, there was Chuck Ice, there was Dubmatic on the French Dubmatic. side, I remember there was Rain Man, there was all kinds, there was Sans Pression. Sans Pression, I remember them then, too, right? Then I came and about... The, were they French? French, yeah. But yeah. I'm okay, mixing everybody. Okay, so hold everybody. on, English, I'm talking English. English, Bless you had Shades up. of Culture, showed up. you had Chuck Shades Ice, of culture, Chuck you, had, uh, you had a lot of people, bro, you had a lot of groups that might not have... Uh, but a name that I wouldn't... That so, the, so uh, fame, so somebody fame, would so fame, know. fame, can I, can I... Can Locally, divert? there was. No, So let me divert. Okay, so let me divert to me for a second. Who was? You can you say no? It? I can I can. Bad News Brown is the absolutely best, is number one. Absolutely, it's not even close. Okay? Absolutely, and, and my number two is Lo Pesci. Lo Pesci's a rapper's rapper. He's a battle rapper. Okay. He's been there around. Was, since, was, but but, but you're Lo talking Pesci about there, so. is, there's a lot of guys who were talented, and there was a lot of guys rapping. Bad News but, won. But I think like what you were saying was I was perceived to not be from Montreal right. because I actually had record deals right. and worked with Gangstar right. and was in a video game fame, fame. and right. went to Toronto. But I would say you're and, from Montreal. I, I put you in as a Montreal rapper. Yeah, like you're from Montreal, yeah. right? and I repped Montreal right. the whole time. So now I bring that. But locally, in. there was a lot of people besides me. Locally, they just weren't all English on much rappers? music. They just were. I mean, there was um, who else was on much music? There was, there was, there was, there was, um, there was my boy from. Um, um, he used to rhyme. Names. He used to rhyme with Arcade. Um, uh, Malicious. Malicious had okay. a couple videos on no, much yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. There was. I don't know him. I remember. You're right. Yeah, You guys, yeah. shout out my boy Malicious. There was. Okay, um, you want my names? I got one. Magnum three five seven. Later, Magnum. Magnum. Yeah, shout Blicky, out Magnum. Okay. Blicky Eye Blast. Okay, so yeah, these are guys out. that are good. Listen, these are so, barring so out me, guys. This, this is where I, I, I come in. I say all that to say this, right? Okay, go. Because I often hear. Fame, you know, you're from Toronto, but you ain't from Toronto, you're from Montreal, right? <laughs> so the way I think to myself, right, I have to look at myself and say, nigga, I might as well just say I'm from Montreal and class myself as the best the, rapper the ever. most successful <laughs> rapper to fucking come out of Montreal. And I could damn near bring that as facts. Right? Right? Like, I'm right? just basing right? it off radio play videos, awards, right. touring, international vibe, uh, media, right? I don't know about sales. Maybe for sure there's probably English rappers. It's you and blessed. Right? That's it. But, and that's, <laughs> that's why I asked them that question, because I couldn't think of another one. <laughs> and I, I, I never look, have. When look at I him sit back this, all pretty. When I thought about this, what do you want time? me to say? People are gonna get mad if I start say, <laughs> saying, saying, "Well, who do you think is me?" Oh, come on, B. I just came in here. I mean, I look, just, like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, prideful that I know I did things for our city that yeah, nobody did. Yeah, you know what I mean. I brought. American artists who we grew up listening to to no, Montreal exactly. to work with I us. I bought your album in stores before I knew you, homie. But there was other people like A-Track, of course. A-Track, You know, correct, he DJed yeah, for yeah. Kanye and produced a lot of yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Chromio did their thing mm. also. So, you know, I can't say I was no, the only Tommy one. Cruz. 
Tommy Cruz did some big fucking moves. But that was He's way been after. on the show. After. That was way after. After. But I'm just after. saying, there, there's guys like. Oh, and there's still, I mean, there's, of course, there's there's Husser. There's, uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's you know, tons of kids K-Tran? that are coming up now. K Tranet is huge. Right? There's tons he's of kids. But he's, he's some more time off from our era. Yeah, like exactly. the Drake's, like us, yeah. Drake, uh, Cardi before us. Right. You know, like in Toronto, you might be right because it was me and Cardi that. EMI were sending out and we were doing all our rollout for our albums together. Exactly. It was just me and Cardi at bro. that time. It was yeah. me and Cardi. That's it, fame. Yeah, like back then? So yeah, and you even came there. a little bit after us like because yeah. you came in 08. My oh, yeah. first shit came out in 03. Oh, yeah. By the time 08 rolled around, I was already starting to like produce a little with my boy, do some okay. electronic shit. And yeah. you know what I mean? I took a little break for two years, but right. I always kept my foot in it because we loved the yeah. shit. You bought some shirts with some sequins on them? Some, some band shirts, shirts? some band one? shirts with the sequence. Which one are you talking about in the Jim Jones right? era? We, we got to get in rid of those. In 07 in the Bali, <laughs> the V-Nex with the chains. I remember those. But that I was the hustler those. gear, man. We used to go to Vancouver and in the year Jim Jones dropped balling, uh, everybody had the Ed Hardy and the fucking, right? Yeah, all that shit. And, you know, with the fucking Louis Mann purses and we would try and go to the club, you know, in Vancouver, or whatever. And that was considered gang attire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not even Montreal, letting us in. Like, yeah, man. That's, that was the startup kit. Yeah. You had a red Canada goose. You had a deep V-neck t-shirt. Yeah. A Breitling iced out. Yeah. Some Nike shocks. Yeah. And some fucking wide leg uh, um, uh, true religion. True religion. That was it. True religion. <laughs> and yeah, you weren't yeah. shit if you didn't have yeah. that. You couldn't fuck no strippers if you didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't pop no bottles. Yeah. You were nobody in the club if you didn't have that. I still got. I still got the jeans, by the way. Which ones? I, I still got those big boy like eight hundred dollar jeans. You know, speaking of with, though, you know with the white I, stitch. Yo, I seen Travis Scott bring back, and I know you'll remember this: the Ivisu jeans. Ivisu. Oh yeah, he did. Ivisu. Uh, remember Jay Z? These ain't Ivisu. These ain't Diesel. These is Ivisu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were tripping for Ivisu because it was Japanese remember, shit, yeah. and. Corey, Corey Shapiro, shout out your boy Corey, Corey. and he fucking was, was, you know, uh, you know, helping me, you know, like develop merch and shit like that at the time. And he got a job at Ivisu here in Canada and we used to run through (laughs) that. We were like, yo, give us the cashmere sweaters, Corey, you fucker, don't hold (laughs) out on us. We had Ivisu coming out of the yin yang. Then I threw all that shit out because it was all baggy. Don't I see Travis Scott rocking the SB dunks? Yeah, I see and that. the he baggy Ivisus, bro. Yeah, right. It's all I'm back. Like, it's oh, all back. Son. Yeah, it all. It's all back. And you, you knew something like that would come back too. Have you I guys seen my jacket? Load, Have you seen my jacket? Which I'm one? rocking a, an inaugural season Toronto Raptors jacket. Oh, I, I did. I love and, that. And everyone stops that. me and they're like, "I love this jacket." I'm hard. like, "I'm a Knicks fan." Shut up. That shit is hard. <laughs> that we used to rock. The Raptor Sixes, the Jordan Raptor Sixes. We had that in the club and I'd go to the Jamaican parties and motherfuckers will always be spilling drinks on the dance floor and it had the black suede toe and I'd be like crying when I got (laughs) home because the the suede rubbed off, you know what I mean? And you know, um, those were good times. The Raptor Sixes was one of my favorite Jordans of all time. Uh, Really? Yeah, I rebought them like three times after because they got ruined every time. All right, fame, top three Jordans, let's go. Man, Are yo, you a Jordan guy first? Yeah, of all? well, that's the thing. I'm not. Like, I'm not. Yo, I've just removed myself. I swear. It's like I did this healing cleaning, like being out in Asia, where it's like, I don't care about shit like that. Boom. And that 
Fuck, minimal, I don't minimal. fucking care. I know I wear threes, you know? Like, I, you <laughs> threes know? are hard. I know threes I wear threes. Are, it's funny because I know we're from the same school. Threes are my favorite Jordans right. of all and time. that's what I'm saying. The black cement threes or yeah. even the white ones. But right. the black cement threes are the best right. of all time. Second to the fours. Right. The fives. The ones. And then the elevens. I'm and everybody 11. always clowns me because guy. I like that many. Right. But and I'm down with my other... concords too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. the, concords, right? the elevens. The so it's like, but like, fuck. That shit don't matter to me, man. Because when I like when you work at Champ Sports for what three years, I was I don't know how long I was there. What did you, you guys have? What's the discount? Shit. Is it like thirty percent? Oh, you guys yeah, have I the employee. To, ooh, I, that's how I, you'd hoard the sales shit and bro, then get the employee um, discount. Oh me, I get the employee discount. All the hood kids, everybody used to come check me. <laughs> I used to be in the hood, not even know I was in the hood. Mm. So I heard it till I started rapping and hearing that was the hood. I used to be in there with boxes on Christmas Day. I give you the discount. You give me the money. I used to buy you the shoes with my discount. Oh, hell Make yeah. a little thing. Yo, right? I was really like a Santa Claus. You, in the universally, everything. I think that's why oh. everybody works at Chaps and Yeah, Locker. and like working <laughs> at not- Flow too. So all those people, you know, they knew me through Flow, but then they also knew me through Scarborough Town. Like that's how I got a good grasp. And love and appreciation for Toronto because I was like out there. Like, champs was the shit too there. because at that time there was no champs in Quebec. Oh, exactly. Right? Yes. So we used to look at champs like an almost like an right. American shit. Yeah, it was. We would it go. Was. I'd buy ten pairs yeah, every time was. I was in Toronto it was. from champs. Bishop, that, that Bishop, all these guys used to all with the whole OVO squad. Shout out Bergante. Come through yeah, Scarborough. Shout out yeah, shout out Bishop. We'll get him on the show come eventually. Through Scarborough Town and like just to see like everybody was like real dudes like mm-hmm. like man them yeah. <laughs> like that's what I always loved about Toronto. Everybody's like a man, then, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's good. You know, I do have to say, from a cat being from Montreal, that would go out there. I always got nothing but love yeah, from Toronto. I ain't never had. Beef it was with like nobody. my second home. Yeah, everybody in the business was so encouraging. Yeah. Even more so. Then back home sometimes. Because back home, everybody knew me from the street. You know, this guy's cousin went to school with me. And oh, I, yeah, we all, yeah. You know, I, I, I was always around. Mm. That's so, Montreal, though. That's Montreal. So it's not to say I was more known in Toronto because I knew everybody here or everybody knew me here. But the, the they embraced me quicker in Toronto right. because they understood what the fuck we were trying to do, do earlier. What you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's from all can our I, ghetto concepts. Bless, bless, yeah. bless because Snow, all these guys yeah, showed yeah, me yeah. mad love back Bless, because the there was an industry out there. When yes. you guys started, yes. like yeah, there, was there was an actual industry yeah. in Toronto oh, where like it wasn't the internet era. But it believe was, it or no, not, okay, go. there was a real, sorry to cut you off, there was a no. real camaraderie Amongst like Artists. you had rascals from Vancouver, yeah, or was. you know us coming out there, or him or whoever. But there was a camaraderie. Yeah. It wasn't really no bullshit. Like yeah. people were I like, "Yo, come on, either. let's go out tonight." You know? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was I love, always, man. I always felt like Montreal is a beautiful place to create, to be artistic. Yes. But once you have a product, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but it's you got to you got to sell it that? somewhere else. It's a demographic problem. That's all it is. There's no major industry. There's nothing here. There's no Sony. There's no YouTube. There's no nothing. It's you go to Toronto, you go to Vancouver, you go to so LA. Hold on, did you just figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is this has been happening for a long time. Holy. This is something we I always feel- knew, which is why I stayed on the road. <laughs> right. And you I think know? fame left in what, like ninety seven? Oh, yeah, yeah, this- Originally you moved sure. to TO for school or just to straight up switch for it up? For the internship. Okay, for you the internship, for you know, right out of College. Where did you go to high school in Montreal? I went to uh, Pierrefonds Comprehensive. He was okay, so my bitter rival. Yeah, bitter rival. That's we why used we to play ball. ball and yeah. like, Is that I near where the like first exclusivity was? Yeah, right across That's the street. That's where it was. 
Yep. Yo, we went yeah, to the I first exclusive. Actually, somebody who was a manager at Champs uh. when I was on the hunt for Jays was like, yo, go to this random place in the mm. West Island. Yeah. And I pull up to the strip mall and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Bizarro suburb shit is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, I know I'd, I'd never been there in my life. Plus, yeah. that's where my condo was on that same street. Yeah, I remembered yeah, later, yeah. but I mean, this is like, you know, years 2000 and, years. and fucking yeah. whatever. And I was like, wow. And it was same actually thing. ahead of its time, though. They had oh, a yeah. 100%. And you were copying Jays there that you couldn't even get downtown. And yeah, I was yeah. like, there was I guess lineups. they just didn't. Shout out to Cher Cherry and what's what's the, the dude? Cherry and Trent. And Trent. They, they, Trent. they hooked oh, yeah, it up Trent. for me, man. Absolutely. Many times. Trent. Oh, Trent. Right? Trent. Trent's long overdue to be on the show. I'm calling you Trent. out, Trent. When are you <laughs> coming on, bro? So y'all know Trent. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, Tyler, oh. yo, shame. Tyler worked for, for uh, Exclusity yeah. at that location. He was one of their first employees. But through music. I know Trent through music. Oh, really? Oh, I thought yeah. he's a model or something. I don't, I don't know. My first studio nights in Toronto was with Trent. Really? What was he and doing? My homie Clint. What was Trent, Trent was doing? just around? He just wanted to be down. He was dating. <laughs> he was dating Lil Red from Flow Nine Three Five at that time. And oh, I, get out of here! Yeah, and I was working at the station, Flow Nine Three Five, and he started dating her. I remember she interviewed us early, like me and Guru, when we first started yeah. coming out there. Red's been shout out to Red, man. Yeah. She's always been like an older like sister. I get mad. Yeah, she was always mad cool. Yeah, so. But that's how I knew Trent. So it's crazy. Like he, he wanted to get into music, but I think he was managing somebody, a Filipino artist or something. But I don't think he pursued it. So I, that's why last time I went there, I seen him in there. So I didn't know if he worked or if that was his joint. So that, that's his spot. That's mega spots. Yeah. He has like six of them. Five, or five, six locations. And he moved his shit, like his home base is in Toronto now. So he started in Montreal at that spot where I lived. And then five, six locations. When was the last time you spoke to him? When was the last time you spoke to him? Uh, actually, like a month ago, to get his ass on the <laughs> right? show. Let's go, Trent. Yeah. Talk about no, Trent. how he built up his, his, his business. I, I don't know if me and Trent ended off on a good note. That's the only thing. But I know I have nothing but love for anybody, right? right? But Respect. all I know about Respect. Trent is he was hyped. Like, <laughs> he was hyped. Like, me and him had that same... Like he he was hyped. He's he a go getter. He's, he's, he's a go getter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, he went from that one little spot in that strip mall. He opened one close to downtown. Notre Dame was the second one. I yeah, think. Yeah. I think. Oh, you see, I didn't then even he popped know all them, this. Then he popped them up in some so, suburbs. So fame, Yo, and then so Toronto. Fame. I'm in Toronto about a year ago. Yeah. And it starts pouring rain, and I'm wearing a, a pair of Jordan <clears> 13s in in dark blue suede, and it starts raining. So I run into an exclusivity. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, just give me something. And I, I hit up my, my connects. And like, next thing you know, Trent's got me like $60 Adidas with a, like, it looks like the shoes that like you wear in an NBA game. Uh. It's just like, like, there's no front. It's like a slipper. Uh. 60 bucks. Hooked me up. These guys are great. Through the line. Through, thank you, exclusive. I'm still mad. <laughs> Eight years ago, LeBron Black History Month editions. Mm. I come in. I tell him, I'm coming back with the money right. at seven o'clock. It doesn't work like close. that. Though. It does for bless. <laughs> and Trent's my man. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you good. You good. Trent loves you. Yes, cool. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking come back. And they sold it, bro. And I'm like, bro. And this is when, you know, the sneaker market was getting to like yeah, the yeah, pinnacle yeah. of the hype, the lineups and all that. Yeah. And I was like, I was so mad, bro. <laughs> it was like the one that got away, mm -hmm. you know? But. In 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 on the flip, I probably got dozens and dozens and right. dozens in from the, the long run. So we he, we we good we good, but it still hurts. Those Black History Month Lebrons still hurt to this day. Uh. <laughs> I needed those. So Get what's famous. next on the agenda for you, sir? When are you going Man, back going overseas? Back? 
I leave next week and then I'm back in Taiwan. No, Macau. Macau, I'm doing New Year's Eve in Macau. What's in Macau? Uh, there's a, a restaurant, Sky Bar, best Sky Bar in all of Macau called uh, Sky 21. Nice. Okay. And uh, I do their New Year's party. This is like my fourth year doing it. It's a dope vibe, best view in the city. You see sure, they everything. pay you properly on Oh, yeah. Yo, man, Asia's nice. It's There's a reason he's out there. Yeah, there's a reason I'm out there. You know, the thing is, I miss my people, you know, but I think I, I still come down enough to get the feel of things. Like, I'm packing my weekend, chilling with the homies and my family and my friends and all that. So I still get what I need. But, um, you know, as long as I, I still move around, I'm happy out there. So are you planning to stay out there for the no, long haul no, no, or no? no, no. no. But I definitely have a place out there for the rest of my life. We got we got Absolutely. things to discuss. You know? Forget about uh, long yeah, haul. We got other things, right? Yeah, so yeah. your residency. Tell us about your residency. Maybe they could check it out online. Well, man, just the best thing is just follow me online. You know, because please um, tell, tell you know the kid the kid famous T H E K I D F A M the kid this camera right here camera one camera camera one <laughs> the ki- it's the kid <laughs> the T H E K I T H E K-I-D-F-A-M-O-U-S. Give me so, one more fame. T-H-E-K-I-D-F-A-M-O-U-S. Right? Kid Famous on Instagram. Famous, yeah. Make sure you stay up with everything he's got going on. Thank you so Hit much for up. coming, Yo, my brother. Man. Man. Long overdue, and oh, you're welcome back you every time and any time. The moment of truth, the Kid Famous, your boy Bless, let me know. It's a wrap. Yeah. Represent one time on the M-I-C. I-C.